This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. It's been a weird day. It's been a really weird day for the Mountain West. It's been a weird week, honestly. If I just I can't get a read on this conference in terms of basketball. It's just so chaotic right now. Everybody is beating everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. A couple of just really crazy upsets the last two nights. 
So we'll assess both of those, both of them with teams that CSU has coming up on the schedule, so it does relate to the Rams. Going to do a little bit shorter of an episode tonight just because uh, we're recording so late. It is about 11 p.m. on Wednesday. I do apologize. I know uh, you know a lot, some of you are waiting for this, and I appreciate everyone that listens on a daily basis. If you don't, start. I mean, we've got a lot to talk about moving forward, so now's a great time to become a listener. Uh, as always, rate and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, but got to talk about San Diego State. This this whole situation with Rocky Long just escalated so quickly. So weird. I I really didn't see this coming. I mean, the other day when Long, the original report came out about Long, I tweeted, I just, this doesn't make sense to me. The only way it makes sense to me is, you know, if, if Long was looking for less responsibility, if, you know, he's almost 70, so maybe he just didn't want to be a head coach anymore, and then Bruce Feldman's report obviously came out that it had more to do with the administration wanting Rocky Long to make some changes on the staff, and Long resented that, and in the end, he ultimately retired, though, even like in his uh, farewell thing, it still said for now, uh, so it it kind of sounds like maybe take like a season off and then reassess things, uh, but with Rocky Long... No longer in the picture, moving forward, Brady Hoke will take over. So Brady Hoke goes full circle, ends up back as the head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs again. Just so, so weird. The circle is complete. Um, Both of these guys ended up being head coaches and defensive coordinators for each other, which is just like really weird that almost never happens where they, you know, give flip-flop roles, but... Hoke obviously was the head coach before Rocky Long for two seasons, 2009-2010, went before he went to Michigan where he went 31-20 and 20 in four years. Honestly, not awful. Uh, definitely not good enough for big blue standards, but if you're you know thinking in terms of the Big Ten, 31-20, and 20, 11 games above 500 over a four-year span, uh, not, not that bad. I know it, it was kind of laughable at some points, I know, uh, it definitely were was chaotic at the end, but I think more or less Hoke is considered to be a decent coach around the country. Uh, and his second season at San Diego State led them to a 9-4 and four year and a poinsettia bowl victory, uh, one of the many former Mountain West Bulls that is no longer around. But you can't blame him for leaving San Diego State the first time. I mean, Michigan is absolutely a dream job, uh, but it's just interesting that after... All of that a decade later, he's right back where he started in the Mountain West. I think there's something to uh, some to be said for that. You know, sometimes you just gotta understand your place, and and sometimes you know the the grass isn't always greener. And I kind of feel like that's how San Diego State may feel in the long run here. I just I don't get it. You know, long eighty-one and thirty-eight over nine seasons, just. The definition of consistency, nine bowl appearances in nine years, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, I know they're not, you know, competing for New Year's Six Bowls and stuff like that, but they've won 10 or more games in four of the last five seasons, nine straight bowls. I just, I don't get it. I don't, how has, how has Rocky Long at this point not earned the right 
to you know determine his own staff decisions who is this ad you know john david wicker whoever in the admin that it ended up being like pressuring him like who are you long's made nine straight bowls and i just i don't get it the the only way i can really really think about this and have it make sense for me is that you know even though san diego state has had a ton of success they don't really have a ton of fan support for the football program it's obviously a basketball school and and with the new stadium projects like kind of in the works maybe they're trying to just generate some some more excitement because you know it's no secret under rocky long it was it was not sexy football it was smash mouth ground and pound really you know rely on a stud defense and and really play not to lose on offense and it wasn't always like that there were you know some years with Rashad Penny and Donnell Pumphrey where they really were explosive but it wasn't like the play design was super crazy or anything like that it was more just those dudes were phenomenal athletes they were great running backs and it didn't take you know that creative of scheming to get those guys to do well you just had to get them in the open field and they did the rest but these last couple of years the the offense definitely has not been quite as exciting to watch this year in general I talked about it a lot of times in the podcast how you know San Diego State was my least favorite team to watch in the Mountain West this year. I I had a ton of respect for Rocky Long and what he did. It's just the offense was so old school. It was so boring. And so, you know, from that perspective, I kind of get it. If you're an AD, it's a time where Flash really, you know, it, it wins people over. It, it generates excitement, especially for programs that are struggling. The The weird thing is that, you know, Hoke isn't exactly the flashiest of coaches either. He's a defensive background guy, a little bit more old school. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with the staff in the long run because, you know, Feldman is basically reporting that Hoke is is planning on making significant changes. So it basically sounds like the AD was like, this is what we want to do. Long said, no, are you willing to do it? If you are, you got the job. Hoke said, A-OK, I'm your guy. And now we are in the the Brady Hoke era. Welcome to the Brady Hoke era of San Diego State football. So just a a really weird week. The whole thing escalated way faster than I thought it would. Um, I'll be curious to see. I think Long did great things at San Diego State. It's it's really going to be hard to to replicate that success. I know Hoke has plenty of experience. I know he's run programs at the highest level and I know that he's also familiar with San Diego State and has done it there for a couple years before but just weird man when is when was the last time a a guy started as a defensive coordinator went to head coach hired the old head coach back as the D-line coach promoted him to defensive coordinator and then had that same guy usurp him as head coach just so crazy but it is the Mountain West after all so what can you say I'll I'll definitely be interested in in San Diego State next year because I'll want to see how this whole thing plays out. Uh, ultimately, I just I really disagree with the decision to force a guy out who's done you know great things, had nothing but success during his time with the program. So, like I said, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Will the Aztecs pay? I don't know. I don't think they're gonna necessarily you know take this drastic step back. They still have. A ton of talent I don't think they're gonna you know fall off the earth or anything like that 
but winning 10 plus games four out of the last five seasons is tough to do so big shoes to fill we're about to talk a little bit of hoops though let's let's break into some hoops but before we do that let's just take a quick second and hear from our partners it's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breck recently collaborated with Colorado's own Talbot Cider Company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass. Brewed with 49% unprocessed apple cider from the fabled Palisade Grand Valley produce region, Colorado Core has the crisp tart taste of apples with a clean bone dry finish. Crafted to reduce gluten-free so you won't feel guilty for reaching for a round or two, this crowd-pleaser will be popular at your barbecue, family functions, whatever you're doing. Check it out at your local liquor store or visit Breckenridge Brewery and taste their delicious new creation, Colorado Core. Alrighty, folks, you are listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza, and it is time to talk college basketball basketball my favorite sport like the way they dribble up and down the court if you don't well i've i've, met, I've referenced that so many times on this podcast at this point but i don't care because guess what like mike is a great movie and little romeo rules uh <laughs> that's the only little romeo song i can even think of but that's that's not the point it's time to talk hoops it's a crazy time to be a mountain west fan to be a mountain west observer whatever you want to call yourself I love Mountain West basketball, honestly. I think as a whole, I like Mountain West basketball more than I like Mountain West football. I just think it's more interesting year to year. It's a lot more open. Um, You can watch any game, and it's basically going to be competitive. At this point, you know, San Diego State is significantly better than than everyone else in the league. They're a leg up on on everyone else, but other than that, it's, it's pretty wide open, and the race for seeding in the tournament is is going to be crazy because really anyone can be anyone. And like I've talked about, you know, multiple times over the last couple of days, seeding is really, really going to play a big role, I think, in the tournament this year. You just want to get a favorable draw. I mean, obviously you're still going to have to beat good teams no matter what, but ideally, you know, if you're going to make a run, you don't want to get fa- matched up against, you know, somebody like San Diego State in the second round or or something like that. So if you want to avoid that, you got to finish generally in like the top four. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But before we uh, before we talk about some of these crazy upsets that have happened and and the upcoming schedule for CSU men's hoops, uh, I have to mention a tweet by Mark Titus. Mark Titus is one of my favorite college basketball media personalities. Uh, was at the Ringer recently left now independently doing uh, his podcast had the podcast at the ringer one shining podcast uh hosts that with tate i don't know uh tate frazier i I was drawing a blank on his last name there but now they do that podcast independently if you're a college hoops fan it's it's really a must listen i i love it i listen to it frequently one of my favorite non-dnvr podcasts obviously you know the dnvr broncos the dnvr sports podcast the nuggets all those guys, those guys rule. Uh, but as far as the non-DNVR ones go, love Titus and Tate, love One Shining Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, Titus had a Tate had. <laughs> oh my goodness, Titus had a tweet today uh, referencing a Dick Vitale tweet. Now, 
If you watch college basketball, you are well aware of Dickie V, uh, his whole spiel. But Dickie V, oh my gosh, should I do it in a Dickie V voice? You, ha- I have to read this tweet in a Dickie V voice, right? Like there's, there's only one way to do it. All right, I'm going to read it just in a normal voice first, and then I'll do my Dickie V impersonation. Dick Vitale on January 7th at 7.53 p.m. tweets, Like many, I've been following the news involving the attacks on al-Assad based in Iran, in Iraq by Iran. Also, I've been checking Hoops News, and four teams should get a tip of the hat. Rutgers, Providence, Maryland, and Boston College, in all caps with an exclamation point. They had W's over Penn State, Marquette, Ohio State, and yes, Virginia. Oh, I can't even read that one in his his voice, or I'm, I'm, I can't take it seriously. Anyways, if if that tweet sounded as absurd as it was, uh, basically saying, you know, I've I've been following the news in Iran. Also, these four teams deserve a shout out. Uh, you know, we don't we don't get political on this podcast. Really, we're not gonna get into that. That's not the point. Uh, but Mark Titus saw this masterpiece of a tweet from Dick Vitale and decided to, to just point out how obscure it is with with uh, with some satire. So I'll, I'll read Titus's voice in a Dicky or Titus's tweet in a Dicky V voice. Goodness, I'm just getting so tongue-tied here. Epstein didn't kill himself, but UVA did by going three and sixteen at BC, baby. Tony needs his guys to catch fire if they want to repeat. Hey, speaking of fire, my thoughts are with Australia. It's awful, just awful what's happening there. I know just one man to fix it, though. Rick Pitino! (laughs) Phenomenal tweet by Mark Titus. If you couldn't understand what I was saying because Dickie V sounds like he had a stroke... Epstein didn't kill himself, but UVA did by going 3-16 and 16 at BC, baby. Tony needs his guys to catch fire if they want to repeat. Hey, speaking of fire, my thoughts are with Australia. It's awful, just awful what's happening there. I know just one man to fix it, though. Rick Pitino. Uh, classic satire, just a hilarious response to Dickie V's tweet. Um, my, my impression of Dickie V was absolutely terrible, but it was fun to do. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I, I maybe I should start following Dickie V on Twitter because that's absolutely wild. That's that's one of the weirdest posts that I've maybe ever seen on the good old Twitter.com. All right, let's let's move on and finally talk about college basketball, which was what I intended to do five minutes ago. I've had a lot of cold medicine today. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather. That said, still got in a nice workout at the gym. Keeping up with the theme of 2020 so far, though, I feel absolutely awful. My entire body hurts. I'm dehydrated. My muscles hurt. Growing up is just the worst, man. I, I used to be able to run after not running for weeks or months at a time and, and just go, you know, run a 5K, be absolutely fine. I ran a mile today at like seven miles an hour, not even not even intense. And my calves are just so sore. Like walking up the stairs is it's miserable, but... I, I was still able to park myself on the couch and watch plenty of college basketball because I'm dedicated to the grind. You know, it's it's what we do. We got to push through. Uh, I'm I'm obviously kidding, guys. There, it takes <laughs> not a ton of effort to to sit on the couch and watch college hoops, especially when you love it. But 
I've been I've been not getting enough sleep because I've just been staying up watching Mountain West hoops every single night, and it's it's wild. It's it's a wild experience. It's it's a great time to get involved if you haven't been watching it. Because last night, Air Force, the Air Force Falcons, led by Dave Palopovich. Let me let me just shout out Dave for a second, because year in and year out, he is one of the most underappreciated, most underrated coaches in the entire Mountain West always has the Falcons, you know, competing. They're they're rarely in a position where they're they're finishing at the top of the league, and that's just you know there there's so many recruiting recruiting hurdles at the academy, especially with basketball. But the Falcons right now currently sitting at five hundred eight and eight, a respectable eight and eight, two and two in league play. They took down Utah State last night. They didn't just beat them, though. They absolutely punched them in the mouth. 79-60 to 60, completely broke Utah State's spirit. I mean, there was like five minutes left in the game, and, and the starters had basically given up for the Aggies. They were just completely broken, got outscored 48-22 to 22 in the second half. Just an incredible second half by the Falcons. A really a dominating effort. Ryan Swan forward exploded for 31 points, 11 of 16 shooting from the field. Gotta love a guy who not only you know went off for 31, but did it in an efficient, uh, team productive way. Only made one three pointer, but made eight of 11 free throws. Was really aggressive. Got to the rim. Had 11 rebounds to complete the double double. Just a really great game from Swan, and just an awesome home victory for the Falcons. I mean, I love chaos. It's not necessarily good for the league uh, moving forward just because you know you Utah State is kind of your a fringe tournament team at this point and for the league's sake you hope that they can get in or or that the Mountain West is at least able to get you know two I really 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 doubt they're getting three teams in this year it's certainly possible I guess if, if you had two teams really finish strong near the top of the league and then they both go far in the tournament but somebody else somehow wins it and steals the auto bid something like that uh, but if that were to happen it would probably just push uh, one of the top teams you know like let's say if Utah State gets its its crap together and finishes strong at the end and then San Diego State wins San Diego State probably would be your tournament team regardless of what happened in the mountain west tournament but with this team that finished second i'm not so sure we'll just we'll just have to see but the fact that it's so chaotic is it's just a lot of fun the the interesting thing is the aggies are kind of trending in the wrong direction right now like i said they still do have an outside shot at the tournament but they already have as many league losses three as as they had last all of last season currently two and three in mountain west play not in good position to, to win the league, especially with San Diego State just rolling and really no end in sight for them. So going to be interesting to see what Craig Smith can do because got to gotta rein it in here and, and get them back on track. Or they may not be making a turn the tournament this year, the team that basically everyone predicted to win the league. So always fun, always fun indeed. But that wasn't even the the craziest upset I don't think I mean Utah State getting beaten the way they did was certainly surprising but going to the academy is never easy Uh, they have decent fans it's never like a a super rowdy atmosphere but just kind of a tough place to play high altitude 
not that you know Utah State isn't used to that, but y'all know what I mean. You follow the league. The the crazier upset was actually tonight. Uh, That's actually why I ended up recording so late. Was planning on recording closer to like nine, but then got sucked in watching this game. Uh, I'm talking about Nevada and San Jose State, of course. San Jose State able to take down the Wolfpack 70 to 68 in San Jose. Their second big home upset of 2020 so far. They already beat New Mexico as well. And obviously the Lobos have a lot of weird stuff going on off the court. Uh, but kudos to San Jose State, man. They fight everyone. They play hard. The Rams obviously have the trip coming up to San Jose State this weekend. They Medved's got to be, you know, thinking, you got to be kidding me, man. They San Jose State was always the gimme win. Now they're they're really decent at home. They're they're undefeated at home in 2020 at least. I know that the year is young, uh, but they they're coming off wins over Pepperdine as well. They did lose to Fresno State on the road recently, but able to recover for a nice win. Nevada actually led by eight, you know, at one point with about 10 minutes left in the second half. But the Spartans just kept fighting. You know, sophomore guard Seneca Knight scored 28 in this game. Uh, really popped off for a season high. Came in averaging, you know, 12.4, which is nice, but certainly not 30. They're just a, they're a scrappy bunch, man. Like I said, they have a wins over New Mexico and Nevada, currently 2-3 and three in league play. So same as Utah State, you really got to be feeling good about yourself. If if you're San Jose State, you really got to be feeling like you can contend with anyone. And really, I mean, they can. They've basically, they, they have proved it at this point. Uh, so I am very int- intrigued to see how, CSU can can go into San Jose State because this is a game that the Rams cannot afford to lose. How do they respond? And then you know if you're the Spartans, how do you keep it up? Can you can you keep focus off of this, or does the the high become too much and and you you come out not as focused in that game on Saturday? So definitely a big couple of games shaping up for CSU. They've got Air Force coming up as well. So two teams that the Rams have on the upcoming slate that are really trending up right now, probably kind of a tough situation for, for Medved. You already had to start the league, start the league portion of the schedule with Boise state and San Diego state and Nevada teams that are all playing well this year. And now even the, the lowly teams of the league are, are starting to turn things up. So Medved may be feeling like I can't catch a break. That said, you're, you're, you know, highly compensated for a reason got to figure it out, got to find a way to win these games, can't afford to lose, got to be able to, especially on the road, you know, it, this it's going to be hard enough after after starting 0-3 in league play, but got to be able to, to win a couple of these, not easy, but just more winnable road games, you know, Air Force and San Jose State, teams like this, teams that are playing hard and, and competing against everyone, but certainly there's a talent gap there. CSU has superior talent to, to both of these teams. I would feel confident in stating that, so can some of these younger guys come out and keep the intensity up? We've seen great things from, from Stevens and Roddy, you know, even in Thomas and Tanjay and in limited roles as well. And I'm also intrigued to see, you know, how Chris Martin responds in his new role, assuming that Adam Thistlewood is back this weekend. We don't really know at this point, but you know, one of the things I talked about on the Ram Sanity podcast last night uh, with those guys was, you know, he did look healthy. It was walking around without a boot. Aaron pointed that out on the Ram Sanity show last night. You know, speaking of which, I, I did have a great time on the Ram Sanity podcast. Definitely give that 
a listen and subscribe. Those guys do a great job, uh, you know, just po- creating a, a weekly podcast for the community. It's, it's it was it really was a lot of fun. I had a great time talking with those guys. So check it out, uh, listen to it, share it, subscribe. You know the drill. Uh, but anyways, going to be an interesting couple of weeks for CSU men's hoops. They they really have a chance here to to rattle off some wins and maybe get things rolling and, and maybe even go, you know, work their way up the, the standings or they could really, you know, cement themselves near the bottom with a couple of losses. So got to, got to figure it out. It's, it's do or die time for the Rams and the next couple of months really have the, the potential to kind of get pretty intense. I think really every game is, is going to have a, not a playoff type atmosphere, but just added intensity. You know, the, the league play is there's, it just always goes up a, a notch. The, the stakes are always just a little bit higher. So I'm really looking forward to it. Hope that I'm able to get out to Vegas for the tournament as well, kind of trying to figure that out. Uh, as far as cost goes, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be possible or not, but definitely we'll try. I've been to the last couple, and it's an event that I absolutely love covering. Would hate to miss it, so we'll do my best. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Uh, we will be back on Thursday Friday as well. Tons to talk about. Going to preview the San Jose State game. Going to talk about some more football stuff. Obviously have the have the national championship coming up on Monday, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. So plenty to talk about. Really looking forward to it. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you to my main man, Joey Simmons, who does this outro. Check him out on Spotify. Download his album. It's great. Got to support local music. Have a great night. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly